0: In this episode, we interview Mary Jenner, a nurse and the owner of The Butterfly Pig, a company that creates medical devices that are sized for dolls and stuffed animals. To date, she has created miniature feeding tubes and pumps, insulin pumps and pens, respiratory devices, leg braces, hearing aids, and so much more. Listen as Mary shares her story and discusses what dietitians can do to help their patients feel more included. You're listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast from Dietitians On Demand, created by dietitians for dietitians. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Dietitians Only. It's
1: Sarah Glanz here with you, and we have a very fun guest to meet today. Mary Jenner is here with us, and she's a nurse, a mom, and the author of the inclusive children's book, The Butterfly Pig. And she's also the owner of the toy medical device business of the same name, the Butterfly Pig. Uh, Mary began her nursing career in pediatric oncology, which is where the idea for toy medical devices came to fruition. Um, she was the nurse that was putting IVs in her patient stuffed animals, if you've ever known a nurse like that. It wasn't until the pandemic that she had more time to develop this idea and in what um, into what it is today. So now Mary actually has a shop with all kinds of these little toy medical devices that have been sized down for dolls and stuffed animals. So I found Mary on LinkedIn when I saw a video of her little toy 2 feeding pump. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it because it's really cute and very accurate, actually, to what um, <laughs> these pumps actually look like. Uh, but I was blown away at the creativity and the quality of these items. So I had to reach out to Mary and invite her onto the podcast. And here she
2: is with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. You know, that just reminded me when you said how accurate the feeding pump is. It, um, We actually just made it even more realistic because Moog gave us the licensing to use their actual design and name and everything on it. So uh, the newest orange and blue infinity pumps have the actual name and logo and stuff from infinity made by Moog. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Well, yeah. I, I know that that probably makes a big difference to parents and kids who have unique medical needs. Um, and so mm-hmm. they can have um, dolls or their stuffed animals that are getting two feedings or using respiratory devices, just like they do. So um yeah. So let's jump into our interview today. So tell us a little bit about your motivation for first writing the book, The Butterfly Mm -hmm. Pig, and then that eventually led to creating these toy medical devices.
2: Yeah. So it's funny because they're kind of two separate things that join together because I So I first was the nurse in pediatric oncology and um, came up with this idea of the um, mini medical devices, much more primitive at the time, of course, when I was doing them as a nurse. And then years later, kind of unrelated, I had always wanted to write a children's book. And I've always loved the idea of that phrase, when pigs fly, but not as a limitation, but more as like a challenge to, you know, to do the impossible. And so I've just loved pigs with wings and I love butterflies. And I remember thinking, why is there no pig with butterfly wings yet? Like they should have those out there. You see pigs with angel wings and bird wings, but why not butterfly wings? So I ended up thinking, you know, that would be a really fun children's book. And um, at the time... I did not have my daughter yet, but since I worked with kids and whatnot, I knew how important it was to, um, you know, promote inclusion. And even for myself, I think everybody kind of goes through in their life at some point feeling like they're not fitting in. So it's just kind of a theme that I wanted to, you know, make this beautiful character around. So I wrote the book and I kind of put it away for a while. few years later during the pandemic, I was doing the devices and I'm like, gosh, what do I name this business? And I'm like, oh, you know what? Why don't I name it after the book and I'll actually get that published finally. So I did that. I found an illustrator and kind of did them. They were separate, but now it's all one. So it's since it's the same themes of self-love and inclusion and really embracing differences, I thought it would really be a nice match for the inclusive medical toys and embracing our differences.
1: That's awesome. Um, I remember seeing several years ago that American Girl was coming out with, you know, walkers or I think they had insulin pumps or casts, you know, like for a broken arm yeah. or a broken leg. And so, but you have so many more options. And so, can you tell us a little bit about yes, um, some of the things
2: that you do have in your your catalog, right? so i know the only things out there right now really are like american girl making it for their dolls and barbie has like some dolls with hearing aids but what we wanted to do is make um devices for people's stuffed animals and dolls they already own so you know kids that with hearing aids they shouldn't get that one barbie with a hearing aid that might not represent them so this way they can put a hearing aid on any dollar stuffed animal that they want so um that's actually what it started with is I was starting with like cochlear implants and hearing aids. And then I got requests for G tubes. And I was actually making these all out of clay to begin with. So it was hours and hours doing every little thing. And I'm like, gosh, this is it. This is taking a lot of time. <laughs> and so then I um, purchased a 3d printer and taught myself CAD software and started going that route. And that really opened up the realm of possibilities. So now we have echocardiogram machines. We have cast saws that make little sounds as you spin the wheel. Um, we do have we have walkers. We have the different feeding pumps look like infinity pump or the kangaroo pump. We have infusion pump. I could go on. We have central lines. I have so many different things Our another popular one is um, the AAC tablets. It's like the augmentive and assistive communication tablet. So I make little ones for dolls and stuffed animals and those are really popular too. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. I I think we have like 50 items.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. They also look remarkably accurate. Um, Like we were talking about the infinity pumps. Mm -hmm. They look so accurate and they even come with a little ivy bag essentially with some multicolored um, fruits and vegetables and food items. Yeah, And it's it's so cute. It's so darn cute. Um yeah. And so before um our interview today, I actually looked up on the internet what a 3D printer was because I had no idea what that was. And yeah. I am very impressed that you were able to teach yourself how to use one of those
2: things. Um it seems very complicated. It's more simple than you'd think. But um the CAD software was pretty intimidating. I and honestly, I do more of the simple designs. It wasn't until my dad retired and he saw what I was doing and he's a retired engineer and he's like, you know what? I think I could actually make some of these. So now he's on board and he's made the more complicated stuff like the cast saw, the echo. So now that he's on board, he does a lot more of the, the detailed stuff. That's cool. So it's very nice to have
1: him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you guys make a good team. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun working together. That's awesome. So, are you still working as um, a nurse, like in a clinical setting, or have you more transitioned to primarily running this business?
2: It's a great question. So, this business I started is like a side hobby in 2020, and I actually just quit my job in April to pursue this full time. So, it's it was kind of a leap of faith, but it's working out because now I um, just in the past two weeks I now have a office so we're not home-based anymore so we have this little office where all the 3d printers are all the stock didn't realize how much room i was taking up at my house (laughs) because we filled the whole. it's like a thousand square feet and we filled up the place
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's good it's nice to have an official place that you can go and you can work and um, sometimes it gets a little hairy working from home but yes yeah so you mentioned that you have had some requests over time. Is that how you primarily get new ideas for new products is through mm-hmm. patient and family requests?
2: Yes, every single thing that we make is through a request. So we have a queue that we're working from and um, we any request we get I always keep on there. There's no request that I ever say oh that's not possible and take it off because some things, more intricate, like a hospital bed, we got a request for that, although I don't think it's doable at this moment in time, I know for sure we'll be able to get there at some point. So I never say no to a request. So I have a whole long list of things. And we kind of just chip at it. Maybe one device a week is kind of what we do or every two weeks if it's something bigger. So we always have stuff in the works, new stuff coming out. That's cool. So
1: let's switch gears a little bit and talk about just the importance of these items and why these items even exist and why there's a need for them. So why did you feel like it's important for kids with special medical needs to have toys and items that they can, um, that mimic what they use
2: in their everyday life? Right. Yeah, I, you know, of course, you want every child to feel represented and feel seen. and I know um, right now there's like a big push for that um, diversity wise, we're seeing that a lot in toys and media, but we don't see as much in the medical representation part. So um, there are some more brands getting on board with that. Like um, you were saying, American Girl and um, like Barbie, they do have a couple more um, things coming out. But it kind of it goes beyond representation when it comes to using it in the hospital because where I really found that it was beneficial was these kids are scared when they're in the hospital. And and whenever you come in with any type of machine or thing you have to do, they don't know what to expect. So even if they already have like a port or a pick line, if you say, Oh, I just have to do a lab draw. They don't know what that means like, am I going to get poked again? So what I would use it for is I'd put a little fake IV in their teddy bear and I would show them first on the little stuffed animals so they would see exactly what I was doing. And then I would do it to them. And then that way they, you know, weren't as fearful when they had the procedure done to them. But also they were distracted playing with the toy while I was doing it. And then they didn't even realize what was happening. So that's kind of how it started. And then That's how I've noticed a lot of parents and child life specialists are using it too, is like the echo machines for children with like the congenital heart defects where they have to get echoes a lot. It's kind of a scary thing seeing that big machine roll in. So now they can play with it, kind of get used to it, and it helps them kind of destigmatize what's going to go on and the fears they have around it yeah
1: it sounds like that really serves a dual purpose. So you have the education yeah. piece, but you also have the distraction piece, which I'm sure is can be just as yes. important. Um, is there any role or yeah. you know, any need for children without special medical needs um, to you know maybe see these toys or for parents to purchase, you know like a hearing aid or yeah. walker or whatever for their kids' dolls, even if they're not using them
2: absolutely i it's funny because that's actually when i first started the business that's how i was kind of marketing it because i saw with my own daughter when i was making these little hearing aids and things for other children she was already showing interest in it and now she could tell you about every medical device like she knows what it means and i think what's really important is in order to kind of normalize medical differences is we need to make it something kids are um, exposed to early on and they in a non-stressful environment they can get used to these things that just make us all unique and make us different and then that helps them like build the foundation of inclusion so i think it's really important with my own daughter i can see because kids are such curious creatures when you're out in public and you see someone with a wheelchair or a long cane kids stare or they ask questions and that's okay they just you want to encourage them to ask questions and familiarize with it so if you have these toys then when they're out in public my daughter's like oh they have a wheelchair she gets like excited because she knows a lot of the things and i It just, it's neat to see that she already is kind of building that foundation of, you know, understanding of people's differences. Yeah, that's very cute. How old is she? She is turning four in less than two weeks.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a very curious age. They want to know about yes. everything and they ask a lot of questions and always ask why this, why that. So
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> lots of why. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's great. I
1: agree with you. I think it's such an important point that to say that it about, uh, builds the foundation for inclusion. And I think that that yeah. mentality of this person may be different than me, but that's okay. And they're still, they Mm -hmm. can still be my friend. They can still do things or, you know, they're still a human being. Um, I think that would hopefully extend to other aspects of, you know, our differences and um, diversity. Yeah. So. Right. Teaching just that acceptance, essentially.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Just like, this is just a normal thing that some people use or go through and and it's that's okay. We're all different. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, of
1: course, we're our podcast is for dietitians. And so I know that you have some um, toys. We mentioned the uh, feeding pumps, we mentioned mm-hmm. the G tubes, you also have an IV pole. Um, I yeah. know. And so, like if we had a patient maybe on parental nutrition, uh, that may be an option for them. So I know that there are some um nutrition-related toys that you make. Mm-hmm. So What would you say to dietitians who are listening about how they can better support children or even adults um, who have unique medical needs and just helping them feel more at ease about it?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I think it's even if the dietitians don't have the ability to like buy these toys themselves to show families, I think it's a good idea to just show them they're out there. Because, you know, every kid's different. It's possible that this type of toy might not be something that benefits them as much. But I have had a lot of families say that, um, like, their child had a tough time sitting through the feeds because they just want to be up moving around. And now having the mini one with their stuffed animal, they can play with it. And it actually helps them sit through it now. So I think it it these toys just help show a child in a, a play-friendly way what is going on? And I know a lot of dietitians are great with kids and have already developed their own ways to kind of teach kids about what they're getting and what's happening. But I think the toys just kind of um, just add more of the play aspect because that's how kids learn. And so um, it just it's supposed to help teach them, help distract them during, and um, even cope afterwards if it was something that was a little traumatic for them. So we do for. Um, feeding wise and dietitians, we have the two different types of feeding pumps. We have G-Tube and tube We do have the um, infusion pump with like a yellow bag. So it kind of looks like TPN. It's a little more neon yellow, but <laughs> um, we have that and we have Uh, the IV pole and the free arm i don't know if you're familiar i am familiar with the free arm um we had yeah we had misty on
1: the podcast um in another episode so yeah we are familiar with the free arm we're fans of the free arm yes
2: so we do have the free arm and like a gravity feed syringe so we have plenty of stuff to help educate about these types of procedures and devices
1: yeah. And and that kind of made me think of another interesting point is sometimes dietitians are doing the education with their patients who are going to be going home with tube feeding or going home with um, a new G-tube or whatever. And it's not quite the same, but it could be certainly a um, kind of like a good visual aid as yes. you're doing the teaching and saying, this is what the pump looks like. And, you know, it's almost like on a child friendly level. Um, so you're right using something that looks very similar to the pump, but it is also a child size. And yeah, like you mentioned, you can show on a stuffed animal what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I love that. I think that's such an important um, it's, it's really could serve so many purposes. Uh, yes. So, Yeah. So tell us what the future looks like for the Butterfly Pig. I know that you said you're always introducing new toys and you're trying to do one a week. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what you have, you know, for the future.
2: Yeah. So um, now that we have this office space, um, I'm starting to get more help. um, So it's not just me doing everything. So that'll definitely expand our capabilities to make new devices. So what, one thing that we're focusing on before, most of the devices were for, like the 13 to 18 inch dolls um, in stuffed animals, but we are now expanding to more smaller items. So in the future, we'll have some Barbie sized things that's coming out very soon. We have, um, for the Elf on the Shelf, we have some Elf themed things coming too. So, Uh, like I said, no, there's no request that we don't take seriously. And we have had requests for different sizes of dolls and stuffed animals. And so that's absolutely um, in the realm of where we're going. So we're hoping to be able to kind of accommodate lots of different sizes of stuffed animals and dolls. And of course, lots of different medical devices. We have plenty to come.
1: (laughs) Yay. Well, that sounds so exciting. I'm really excited to see how you're um, business grows, and I can see, I can foresee having um some elf on the shelf with some elves on the shelves yeah. with you know their two feeding pumps and their hearing aids <laughs> yes. and their BIPAP on and stuff like that. So, um, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else you want to share about your company or your website products? Yeah. Um, any closing
2: thoughts with us today? Yeah, so um, to visit our website, you just have to go to www.thebutterflypig.com. com, and um, for fifteen percent off, you can use the coupon code DOD fifteen for this podcast. And um, if you're just if you're not interested in purchasing yet, but you want to follow our story, we're really available on any social media: um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at the Butterfly Pig. That's where you find us.
1: Very good. So again, we've linked that discount code in the show notes. It's um, DOD15 for 15% off your order. If you're interested in um, purchasing any of the cute little uh, nutrition related items or anything else for that matter. Um, But I want to wrap up for today and just say thank you again to Mary of the Butterfly Pig for joining us and for having the courage to go out and follow this idea. And it sounds like it's really filled a gap uh, for kids who have unique medical needs. So um, so thank you for doing your part to promote inclusion and help these kids feel represented. And um, we hope to have you back maybe again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. <laughs> Yay, well, good. Well, we'll sign off for today. And thanks again for listening. Bye now. Bye.
0: As a listener of Dietitians Only, your opinion matters. What do you like about the podcast? Who do you want us to interview next? We invite you to visit our show notes to complete a quick survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback will help us create future episodes that you'll love. Thanks for listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast produced by Dietitians On Demand. If you need a break today, scroll over to the review section of the podcast and leave us one. Your feedback is the best way to help the podcast grow. Dietitians On Demand employs hundreds of dietitians nationwide and elevates the profession with simple yet effective practice resources, like this podcast. Don't forget to stay connected with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.